0: Thank you for joining us here today at Calvary Church, where we are committed to loving God and loving people. If you have any questions or want to learn more about who we are, visit us online at calvary.ca. Now let's check out this week's message from our lead pastor, Steve McDonald. You know, in the early eighties, the direction of my teenage life shifted in a completely different direction. And it has forever become a part of my faith story. It was at that time that that God was moving in a very unique way among a group of spiritually hungry people uh, in a number of Catholic churches in eastern Canada. And one of these churches just happened to be the same church that my family had attended faithfully for many years. And I think our church involvement back in that time was likely more out of religious tradition than it was out of uh, an understanding of who Jesus was in our lives. But the important thing is that we were there. We still went. See, it was important to us, even though at the at the time maybe we didn't fully understand why. I think there was a there was a measure of spiritual hunger in our lives that kept us connected. And that was important. As a matter of fact, my great-uncle was a Catholic priest, and Father John was a legend in our family. So there was always that bend towards the spiritual. But during that time, my, my mother started to attend a little charismatic prayer meeting in the basement of our church, and I began seeing dramatic changes in her, in her life, the way that she lived, the things she talked about, all very different. And to be honest, it was a weird kind of different at times because I didn't fully understand it, but definitely a good different. She seemed to be kind of becoming the best possible version of herself. Now, for me, having attended church As a kid, in Sunday school for years, I was familiar and fairly comfortable with referring to God as Father and His Son as Jesus. But whatever was happening to my mother at this time seemed to have to do more with the Holy Spirit, who I certainly had heard of before, but honestly knew much less about. You see, He was the part of God that was... A bit of a mystery to me. And my mother and her new friends seemed to talk about him quite a lot. But it still seemed a little strange to me. Uh, what In the moment, I didn't get how this Holy Spirit or, or Holy Ghost could have anything to do with me. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Acts chapter 19, verses 1 and 2. It says this, while Apollos was at Corinth... Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples. These are other Christ followers. And he asked them this question. Very interesting. He says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And then they quickly answered, no, we have not even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. Now, let me give you some context to this scripture. If you know anything about the New Testament, it starts with four accounts of one story, the story of Jesus. And these four books are called the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And this is the story of the life and ministry of Jesus, through to him laying down his life on a cross and being resurrected, which we just celebrated last weekend. Then you have the fifth book of the the New Testament, the book of Acts. And if you know anything about this book, it's really a historical record, a powerful one, of the first church, of the early church. And what's interesting about this particular book is that it starts with the Holy Spirit. Now the scripture we just read is 19 chapters into this book. So now, from a timeline perspective, we're actually decades into the history of the church at this point. And we see that Apollos is ministering in Corinth, which is where we get the book of Corinthians. And Paul says, while you're in Corinth, I'm going to head over to Ephesus, where we get the book of Ephesians. And I've actually had the opportunity to visit there. It was an incredible incredible time. And Paul then encounters these other disciples, these other Christ followers, and he asks them a question uh, about receiving the Holy Spirit. And what I think is really interesting is that the response is very real. It's raw and it's, it's honest. And I think it, I identify with it because it was a lot like my response when I heard my mother talking about the Holy Spirit back then. I'd be like, holy, holy who? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think many Christians have a similar response today uh, when they're asked about the work of the Holy Spirit. They love God. And they know they're going to heaven, they're believers, but they've really never experienced any kind of an understanding or relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, again, many Christ followers can easily identify with God the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. But overall, I think the, the Holy Spirit has been misunderstood Many people's theology of the Holy Spirit has been based on stories they've heard from someone else or what they've seen on television or the internet. And because of that, uh, it's led to fear for some. And so they just avoid the the subject completely. And there's been plenty of confusion because of it all uh, when it comes to things they've heard that are associated with the Holy Spirit, things that are simply are not true. And so I believe this series will help us to clarify and teach some things that will help you experience more of the Spirit's power in your life and help others understand His purpose in theirs. If there was ever a day when we need to be led by and directed by the Spirit of God, it is the day that we're living in right now. The series is called Spirit of Truth, that's who he is, and, and today we're surrounded with, with lies. We're surrounded with things that uh, we, we know is not true, and yet they're being forced at us, almost people trying to gaslight other people into believing these false narratives. And so again, when it comes to understanding who God is, most of us have a fairly good understanding of the Father. And we can frame that up with our human understanding based on our own kind of family dynamics. And most people have a, a picture uh, of, and an understanding of who Jesus is, right? We, people have seen movies, they've come to church at Christmas and Easter, so people understand he's the, he's the miracle man or the suffering savior that we see on the cross, And for the most part, we can get our mind around understanding those two parts of who God is. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost, as some translations refer to him, now that's where it gets a little bit out there for some. It gets a little creepy or strange, and and people don't entirely understand. People don't necessarily want a relationship with any kind of a ghost, holy or not. But the truth is, it's not what you think at all. You see, it's because of a lack of knowledge in in who the person and presence of the Holy Spirit is that that some people still keep him, uh, sadly, at arm's length. And they treat him nothing more than kind of like a ghost story, something that, that was and is not real at all within their lives. But if you truly understood him, you definitely want to know him. So, to start, I think it's important to understand who he's not. And the first important thing to understand about the Holy Spirit is that he's not an it. He's not an it. He's a person. As a matter of fact, he's the third person of the Trinity, which makes up who God is. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Bible never refers to him as it, but as him. Obviously, it's hard to relate personally to an unknown force. Uh, but it's not so hard to personally relate to a person, right? We make that connection. As a matter of fact, ghost is, is not really an accurate translation here. Spirit is the word that, that we use, but it's actually the word pneuma in the Greek, which means a, a refreshing breath of air or whoo, a blast of breath. In other words, he's the wind in our sails, You can't see the wind outside on a blustery day, but you know it's there because you see its influence and effect in the trees. You see it in the sails, right? So he's not a spooky force. He's a a refreshing, powerful force. Acts chapter 2, verses 2 through 4 says, "...suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting." Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So the Holy Spirit is not an it, but his presence can be described in many ways throughout Scripture. We see reference to water, to fire, and to wind. And the next thing that I think we need to, to understand, and this has to do more with separating his work uh, and the people that maybe sometimes misrepresent him. The second thing is he's not weird. <laughs> he's just not. But people are. You know that, that we've met people from time to time, and, and because of their actions, they influence sometimes our perception or our understanding of something that God wants us to embrace and even be changed by, like the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Most people don't reject God outright, but they do reject the packaging that, that he comes wrapped up in. Again, he's probably one of the most misrepresented people on the planet. So, that's a quick snapshot of who he's not. But who does Jesus say the person of the Holy Spirit actually is? Well, let's look at his words at the Last Supper found in John chapter 14 through 16 because the first thing that we see that he is is that, that he's my inner voice. He's a, an advisor that, that you have access to if you don't keep him at arm's length. It's all about that intimate relationship. Now let me give you some great verses where Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. John chapter 16 verse 8 says and when he again not it when he comes he the holy spirit will convict the world of its sin and god's righteousness and of the coming judgment so he's that that still small voice that that keeps us in check don't do that do this don't go there go over here God's Spirit is the one who's always convicting us of those things, whereas the devil is the one who's whispering and condemning us. He's always there to, uh, the Spirit of God is always there to help us from crossing that line. And we always know because of his direction when we're coming up on that line. I experience this with my words every single day, especially if I was to be real honest, uh, in my marriage. I hear the Spirit of God saying, I wouldn't say that if I were you. Sometimes you need to listen to that still, small voice. Some of you hear him right now while I'm speaking this message. Maybe he's drawing you to Jesus, prompting you to, to make a decision, to follow him or to, to come closer. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3 says it this way. No one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So he's my inner voice. The second thing that he is is that he's my teacher. Now, you can read the Bible for yourself and get revelation without getting a degree from Bible college, although that's important if you're, you're pursuing ministry. But, but God can open your eyes spiritually to the truths of Scripture. Sometimes you'll be reading a a Bible verse that maybe you've read a million times. And suddenly it's like someone turns on a light and it comes alive to you. And it impacts you deeply. That's the work of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth working within you. That's the, the role of the Spirit leading you to the place of truth. John chapter 14 verse 26 says, But the advocate, or another translation says, The counselor, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I, as Jesus talking, have said to you. So both working in concert together. So again, that's another one of his roles if you don't keep the Spirit at arm's length. He's my teacher. He's the Spirit of truth. The third thing is that he's my guide. He's He's leading and directing, ordering my steps. Often in our lives, we find ourselves at a crossroad, whether that's graduating high school, trying to figure out what college to go to or what career path, who to marry, where to to live, what church to go to. We find ourselves in these decision-making moments. What should I do? And the Spirit of God is there to lead us. Max Lucado once said, the, the wizard, talking about the Wizard of Oz, the Wizard of Oz says, look inside yourself and find self. God says, look inside yourself and find the Holy Spirit. The first one will get you to Kansas. The latter will get you to heaven. So take your pick. <laughs> so again, another role of the Holy Spirit when you receive him is to guide you in the right path, giving you a peace or, or not. John chapter 16, verse 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Listen, forget about your horoscopes or your tea leaves. Talk directly to the truth, and he will guide you. And then finally, number four, he's my friend. As I walk with the Spirit of truth, I find myself talking to him all the time throughout the day. Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom here. Or, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your peace. Thank you for your direction. Or, I need your guidance right now in this moment. Quite often, as a pastor, before I I counsel someone or make an important phone call or respond to a, a sensitive email, Or when I take time to pray for someone, I'll say, Holy Spirit, give me the words to speak. Give me your words. Honestly, I couldn't do what I do and be effective as a leader without that kind of closeness to the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 16, Jesus said, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor. In the Greek, it's the, the word parakletos, meaning one call to come alongside. Other translations uh, use the word helper or friend here. So he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Or someone that you can relate to regularly. Listen, as I walk about my day, it's like a constant communication with the Holy Spirit in my life. Especially now in the day we're living in where we need to respond with his wisdom and with the truth. That's why the benediction of, of one of the books of scripture is my closing scripture for this message today. And that's 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. that says, may the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. That is my prayer for all of you today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for sending us your Holy Spirit to be at work within our lives, leading us, directing us, giving us the peace that we need to move in the direction that you've called us, and also removing that peace when we're heading in a direction that we shouldn't, We love you, Holy Spirit, and we welcome you into our lives, into our church, and everything that we do, into our marriage, our business, into all the decisions we make, that you would lead, guide, and direct us, that you truly would be our close friend, and that we would learn to to be attuned and, and listen to your voice at all times. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Listen, as we close our service today, I want to extend some special thanks. To Team Calvary. Listen, we've got some of the greatest people who serve and give their time and talents uh, of any church that I know. Last weekend in all our Good Friday services uh, and our Easter services, the the, the 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 busyness of this place was a thing of beauty in our main campus, our Mandarin campus, and even our online campus, we were able to reach so many people and see so many lives transformed by the power of the gospel. But it wouldn't have been possible without those of you who gave of your time passionately serving and loving one another. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you so much. And I would also say to those of you that that maybe are tuning in on the broadcast today that uh, when you're able, come and join us on site. We'd love to have you here. And if you'd like an opportunity to serve on one of our teams or perhaps even come and get connected to one of our Calvary groups, You can hop over to calvary.ca for all the information that you need to get connected. We love you guys. God's best and have an amazing week.